Hey everyone, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This is a bit of a long intro, so I apologize. Our guest this week is Caitlin Anderson. I met Caitlin for the first time about seven months ago. We recorded an interview and it never aired. So we met up again last week and recorded another interview all about where she is today, which is being the founder of Radiant Teacher School. And well, my computer died during the first interview. So when you listen, you will get halfway through. Here will be an ad that you can definitely skip over. And then you'll listen to part two. We talk about Caitlin created this program where you as a teacher can be seen, heard, and validated. And if you are a teacher listening to me talking right now, you know that's really hard to find in the school system. Whether you work at a charter school, a private school, any kind of school, it's really hard to get that. And Caitlin created a program that does just that. I know it's a long episode. I promise it's worth it. Please listen to my conversation with Caitlin and I hope that you can connect with our conversation. Enjoy. How are you? So good to see you. It's been, it hasn't been a year, but it's been a long time. It's been since March, I want to say. Yeah. So, yeah, seven months. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Finally kind of feeling like things are more grounded. Mm, Good. Yeah, it takes, it takes time to land, honestly. That was, that was my experience anyway. I think it took me a, Probably, probably longer than seven months. I don't, I don't know if it was, well, I don't know. I still feel like I'm landing <laughs> in a lot of ways. There's definitely some days where I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> What's <laughs> even happening? <laughs> but overall, way, 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 way better. How are you? Right. I'm, yeah, I, I don't think I can complain. <laughs> I think I'm doing okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited to talk to you about Radiant Teacher School today. It's, you know, cause I, I mentioned it last time. It was an idea I had and now it, it's really fleshed out and it's like, it's so exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited because I want to hear how joyful laboratory learning is going and then everything's good with the kids, I assume. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So my youngest started kindergarten this fall. He is loving it. I think he loves being at school with his brother. And my older son is in fourth grade and killing it. <laughs> we we had parent-teacher conferences a few weeks ago. And the fourth grade teacher was like, I have no notes. He's stellar. <laughs> And it it made me, it made me feel so proud, you know, as a single parent, especially, you know, we just, it's like the odds are all stacked against us in a lot of ways. And it's most days you feel like you're not doing it right. And so that was a moment where I could really take credit for how I've been raising my children. And, um, and I felt really proud of myself course so proud of him like that's just who he is but in that moment it was also he's been watching me the things that she was telling me about him is like ah he yeah he's paying attention to how I'm holding myself and conducting myself and how I interact with other people and it's it's landing so (laughs) that's very very cool um and 
I yeah, so it so there's a piece of I'm I'm doing I'm doing this correctly. It's not that I'm doing it and and not that I'm getting it right every time, but this relationship is strong, you know, with me and my children. And it's funny too, you know, that some people out in the world will say, well, this won't last. And I'm thinking, why can't it last? I think if you, if you have a home built on communication and supporting the human in front of you as they're growing, which is my central value in all of my businesses that I've begun, right? You know, that you, you treat, you treat the person like a person, no matter how tall they are, no matter what their experience has been up until this point, they're a human being. And I really believe that, you know, if we could make it through the last two years, figuring out you know, co-parenting and going back and forth between houses and, and our, our kids are like happy and thriving, then I, I think the foundation is as good as it could be. Yeah. And I, I feel not worried. So I think it's other people projecting onto me and I'm going, mm, I don't agree. <laughs> and, and also if it gets hard, then we'll figure it out. Right. Right. I mean, I'm 30 and my parents got divorced when I was like 27 and on some level, that seemed harder because I was an adult. So I had to like figure out what I needed and I had to take care of myself and my parents were taking care of themselves. Not that they didn't check in, but you know, as an adult, it's very different than having young kids where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. we have to come together and set the foundation and really make sure that we're doing it correctly because this is the rest of our lives where we're going to do this together. And it sounds like if you're doing it right right now, of course, there will be bumps in the road, as you said. But as long as the foundation is good, that's, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear your parents divorced. You know, it's nobody wants that. Nobody wants the the union to dissolve. <laughs> I don't I don't wish it on anybody at any stage. I mean, in some ways, that's a lot harder because I assume, you know, they, they were married for your whole life, maybe even longer. And so that's a long time to like untangle. We were married for six years and that felt hard. Right. And that's a long time. I mean, it's, it is. It's a long time. But I can only assume even like two months is a long, you know, there's certain things that happen where yeah. it might be fleeting, but also it feels right. like a long time. And my biggest takeaway was that I actually wanted my parents to get divorced a lot mm. earlier because yeah. they seemed great as friends, yeah. but just not great as, you know, husband and wife. Yes. And so now it's like a weird, we're still navigating things. And I'm like, oh, we could have already been at this point. Where we're totally fine. <laughs> I mean, that's life, right? Like it's you totally all everything. So yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, uh... And I think that uh, so many of the structures in society, right, have not evolved with us as humans. The more that, like, we've learned and, and even the more, you know, neuroscience that comes out that talks about, like, neuroplasticity and, and how, how people grow and evolve and how they learn new things. But, like, these these structures and these systems are archaic in a lot of ways, right? And so they want to they keep it to how it was. Because it's so hard to change, but I mean, people are changing all the time and every day, right? And so there's no reason that 
these structures can't evolve with us too. For you know, for that reason, you know, there there are a lot more instances of of like polyamory. You know, not not putting all of your all like all of your needs in one person. So you're like get you're get, and I mean that that's kind of the the whole point of having friends from different circles, right? You get you get what you need from different people, but also our our like love archetypes seem to be changing and shifting to be more centered on the human, but you have to be able to communicate with your partners and you know all of that. I mean, yeah. This this is now over here to talk about, but I love talking about this stuff. I love it. <laughs> Interesting. And I yes. mean like I'm single and trying to figure out life and I'm just like the world is so different than it used to be and when I was like actively trying to date and now I'm just like I don't even know what to do in this world (laughs) yeah there's I I I have spent um yeah when I first got divorced I I did a lot of dating and it was really interesting to navigate like I'm I'm so different than I was in my 20s right and how do I even really, and, and I have kids, like, how do I, actually, when I first started dating, I, like, didn't tell people I had kids, because I just, at first, wanted to see who am I, like, am am I, am I worthy of attention, you know, and not, not, like, because someone was taking pity on me or whatever, but so it took, but, but then I realized, like, that's not genuine, and if, you know, I should actually want someone to like me not like in spite of my children, but because I have children, like the, the an ideal partner, because, because for me, you know, I'll tell you that like, eventually I'd love like a monogamous relationship. You know, I, I would want someone that like fits into our family. Um, and it's just, it's hard when you have two kids under 10 years old. Right. And so it gets, I've decided it gets to be really fun right now, but I'm also not hiding who I am. And I get to I get to play with the edges of my sensuality and being an apps in, in clarity of the way I want to be treated. So I will not tolerate anyone <laughs> like expecting me to compromise or anything. So it can be lonely in some ways because I'm I'm un last night even I was um I'm on Tinder, you know, and so <laughs> okay guys. And it's so funny because I'll I'll get I live in the, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area. And so, so I'll get people who live in Dublin and people who live in Shanghai and people who live in San Diego. And I'm going, I just, this doesn't, what? You know, so it's a lot of people who are passing through really is what it is. And mm-hmm. the location is close to me. Um, but like, first of all, it's like, no, I'm not willing to put an energy to someone long distance. But then there was a guy who was local. We, we talked, I think we exchanged five sentences. And then he was like, you want to come over? (laughs) Oh, honey, we are not on the same page. (laughs) But that's also like the best part, I feel like, right now. Like, I think Mm. earlier when I was younger, it was like, oh, my God. Okay, by this time, I need to have someone and I need to be married and I need to have kids and all. And like, in the past 10 years, my mind has shifted that it's like, okay, I don't need someone. I would like someone. I don't know that I want kids. And so it's kind of like a nicer way of being like, okay, I don't need to settle. I don't need to settle for anyone. If you don't fit in my lifestyle, 
it's nice to meet you. I hope you find someone right. not made for me. Right. It's just not a match. Right. And and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's a totally different mentality. And especially, you know, I can only assume with two kids, it's like, okay, I need to make sure they fit into my lifestyle, but also the two kids that I have. I need to protect right. them and make sure that everything is going to be good for them. Yes. I'm, I'm sure just a whole other, like, level of stress I can't imagine. Yeah, and I, and I I appreciate you saying that too. That you know, even within the last couple of years, the the thoughts and the and the things that we're telling ourselves are shifting. I think, especially with you know the pandemic, so many of us had to really reset how we were talking to ourselves and how we were defining success in different areas of our lives. Right. So so <laughs> all, all of this shoulding right? Well, I should be here at this point. And that's such an arbitrary, like, what is age? What is time? And and what does happiness mean to you? Yeah. Right? And I mean, we're, we're both former teachers, too. And so we also had to ask ourselves that question. This, this, <laughs> this job was supposed to be the thing. <laughs> I was supposed to do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> And plus, you know, um, something that I've hit on recently, you know, um, because I'm I'm really immersed in like the teacher TikTok community, right? I'm paying attention to you know all of the people that I'm following, as well as you know new people that come across my for you page. And I mean, the overwhelming narrative right now is it's it's only October, and I'm done. I'm finished and I'm going, oh yeah, yeah, here we go. Because also in our credential programs, we bought into the lie that if you just work a little bit harder, then it's all going to settle, right? But also if you don't, if you don't work this hard, then that means you do not care about these children, so there's been a whole weaponization of, especially women, right? This is an overwhelmingly, you know, sort of pink collar job. Um, we naturally nurture others. We naturally give to ourselves. And then I also think the people that go into teaching, for the most part, are people pleasers and perfectionists and overachievers. And uh, so we, that all of those gifts are then really used against us to make sure that we don't stop working. And so now, as teachers are returning to the classroom after essentially two years online, you know, um, it's it, it, <laughs> we're coming back into uh, physical spaces that have not adapted to the reality. It's so, and I understand, right? It's so scary for districts and for administrators to change the way that things have always been. And it's easier in the short term to just try to make it all fit and just and just, just do, do it the way that we've always done it. But in the long term, it's not sustainable. And it's true. It's never been sustainable, first of all, but it's truly not sustainable now that we have all of these new realities yeah and people are just not i think that the the mentality of you get a job and you stay with it 
And if you're unhappy, you suffer through it. And that's it. And the mentality, especially since COVID hit and we had time to reflect, is like, wait, I don't need to suffer. I don't need. And one thing that always bothered me is at schools, they ask you, well, what's the why? (laughs) Yeah. Why? 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 And it's like, I know the why. Remember your why. Yeah. It's like, it's all the other things that I have a problem with. I know my why. That's, Mm -hmm. That's the reason that I'm not quitting every single day. It's Mm -hmm. so, so, so disheartening that it's October and so many young teachers are leaving. I think the the older generation of teachers are still putting up with it because to leave now is such a scary and daunting thought. And at least young teachers, you know, they see all these problems and they, they see other people like us who left the classroom and are now doing something that we love and enjoy which is a whole other level of scary, but mm. way more rewarding than showing up every day and drilling in your head, why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here? This is why. Put on a smile, work extra hard, yeah. and it'll be okay, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finger, fingers crossed with, like, <laughs> tape that, that doesn't quite stick. <laughs> oh, I hope. <laughs> because you just, the schools can only afford, like, knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> it's the purple glue sticks for me. That oh my is. god, yes. <laughs> it's a great segue into Radiant mm. Teacher School, which right. last time we spoke yeah. was just kind of like a, an idea. It was just a little seed. And now, right. seven months later, it's launched. Like, yeah. So- yeah, we're, we're in marketing. We're in launch right now. Yeah. And so thank you. Tell me all about it. I'd love to. Yeah, well, so maybe I can, I'll, I'll back up and, yeah. and tell sort of what's happening with Joyful Learning Laboratory and yeah. then yeah. and then move into Radiant Teacher School. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think I had the idea for Radiant Teacher School about a year ago. However, you know, I was in the middle of this, this online hands-on science program for kids age 4 to 14, my Joyful Learning Laboratory and my flagship um, a class and that was kitchen chemistry. So the whole premise, again, you know, of, of schools not being able to adapt to where we are today. Um, the Joyful Learning Laboratory was so flexible and, and you only needed to take class once a week as opposed to every single day. And these kids were getting more, more, more learning and deep learning, but visceral learning from this online class, right? Once a week, do cooking and learning chemistry through cooking, getting to eat the science. <laughs> so wonderful. Um, right after you and I talked in March of 2022, uh, things started to really open up. More and more people were getting vaccinated. And so sports were starting to happen outside again and, and activities were happening in person. So there, so for this entire year, actually, my enrollment started to decline in Joyful Learning Laboratory classes. And simultaneously, I was having this idea for Radiant Teacher School. And I realized that I'd been holding on to this archetype of science teacher because it was all I'd known for the past decade plus. And it was how I had built my branding. And I and I launched a website in, in the beginning of this year. It's beautiful. It's like I paid this incredible web designer and, and 
branding designer and then it, and then I realized, wait, it doesn't describe me anymore and it's not really aligned with what I want to do. And and so that I had to wrestle with the grief, honestly, of really because I had to do that already with leaving the classroom. I felt like such a fraud, such an imposter. So even though in 2021 my my enrollment was really growing, it was clearly meeting a need. There there was a piece of me that couldn't enjoy it because I I was so I was still processing not being able to be in the classroom. And I and I was so angry that I felt like I had to leave. I didn't want to go. All I wanted was to be supported after spending over a year teaching kids of all ages, because I, I taught multiple years in elementary school, multiple years in middle school, multiple years as a high school chemistry teacher. And so in the pandemic, like the this I forget if we had talked about this already, but the thing I think we did, but but you know, I had this this conversation with a coach that was supposed to be supporting me, and not a single positive comment was made in that meeting. They only wanted to tell me everything I had done wrong, how I wasn't doing it enough rigor in my class, in my online, you know, pandemic school class, <laughs> you know, in 20, 2020, fall of 2020. And I was going, if I mean, I'm finally a veteran. I am literally the most veteran science teacher in this entire charter network. And if that doesn't count for anything, like if you're not going to trust my experience and expertise of what I know about children, and this, and this STEM coach was a math teacher and prior to the pandemic, so they had never taught online. They were trying to take their knowledge, and I get it, like your knowledge is your knowledge, and on some level things are transferable, but the specific things they were telling me were absolutely discordant with what I knew my children needed. And so if you're literally not going to listen to me, I I <laughs> can't do this. So deuces, right? Right. Thank right. you for your help. Thank you for your support. Bye. Bye. Yeah, lack of support and lack of help. It was horrible. So, so I mean, so I already had to go through uh, like a grieving process. Like I wasn't supposed to leave this early, but I feel like I was pushed out again because the system is so rigid and, and, un and I loved working at my charter school before, but as soon as it got put online and our team couldn't make the decisions, other people were making decisions for us that it just felt like every other school had worked at. So I was really bummed, really pissed. And, and so then also having to make money and create this business and it was going really well, but I just, it like, there was so much unresolved, right? So then this year I'm continuing the program and I'm just, I'm tired. I'm really tired. I'm tired of constantly launching. I'm tired, honestly, of working with children. I just realized I need a huge break. So I, I, I realized it's time to let Joyful Learning Laboratory rest. It's time to put that down. And it's not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying goodbye forever, but it's almost like I need to miss it to want to pick it back. 
which there's nothing wrong with that. And but it's scary. It's because you already left teaching and that and I feel like people don't realize, you know, like, look, it's been this is going on year two, right? This is starting year two of not teaching. And I'm still grieving. There are still days where I'm like, oh, I could be doing that. Yes. Especially seeing people set up their classroom. That Mm. week that I saw teachers setting up their classroom, I was a hot mess because I was like, what am I doing? I I should be there. Not Mm. that I necessarily want to be there and not that like setting up the classroom is always a blast, but like that's part of the the school year. And I was like, Mm. oh my God, did I mess up? Did I like, Mm. it's just the grieving process is like, Today, I'm super happy I get to do this interview with you. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't miss that for the life of me. But who knows what tomorrow brings? Mm -hmm. You know, like the grieving process of teaching is really hard. And then you start something and it's so successful. And then like there's a little dip and it's it's hard. It's really. And as you said, like the thought of success, what is success? Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't say that because there was a slight dip and you need to take a break. It was a failure. Like, I wouldn't say that, but it is, you know, people will look and be like, well, it failed in quotes. And you're like, no, there were so many successes. That, so many. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. Yeah. Things now. Yeah. I mean, the grieving process isn't linear, right? You don't just get over it and then it's done. It, 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 and, and I think also as women, too, we work on much longer, longer cycles, right? Um, like we, we, we have, especially synced up with our menstrual cycle too, you know, so, so there's, there's, you know, weekly cycles, um, and then the monthly cycles. And so, so there's, there's, it, I mean, it really is like, like swirling, right? And so some days you're going to swirl into absolute joy and other days you're going to swirl back into total despair. <laughs> and that's normal, but, 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 what is acceptable in our very rigid society is very linear and very one note. It's like, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> like it's very weird that we punish humans for having emotions and especially small humans, but even adults, right? We don't, we don't have a lot of training to accept what I've been coining the rainbow of human emotions and also the nuances of those emotions. So what I realized, you know, I'm, I'm really ready to put my science classes to rest because I'm recognizing that other teachers are feeling the same way I did. And I was, I was able to, to, pivot out of the classroom, but I'm still so deeply connected to my colleagues and because I'm paying attention online. Um, and I even had, you know, a couple of interviews for, for like several jobs and like jobs that would pay a lot of money. And it was fascinating that through, and I got really far in the application process for uh, different like mentorship jobs. And, and even, I even had a, uh, got really, really far in the process for a director at a museum, specifically for STEM and science and playfulness. And it, it was so exciting. But I realized, actually, I really want to do is support teachers in navigating these these levels of grief, navigating our levels of burnout, 
and infusing so much more humanity in how we talk to the people who are in charge of our future. Teachers are are in front of youth every single day. And at some point, the, the youth will be the people running the world, right? It is important that teachers are well-resourced, especially now, that they have people in their corner, that they are eating enough food, that they're getting enough sleep, but also that we are not only tying up our version of success in our job. Because our job ultimately is working with humans and humans are really unpredictable, you know, regardless of what curriculum mapping would say. Curriculum mapping says learning happens like this and you teach this at this point in the year and they should have these skills by November and la, la, la. And so if you don't fall on that spectrum, well, then something's wrong with you. And not only is something wrong with the child, something's wrong with that teacher. And it's just, it's just not, it's not real. Humans learn in spirals also and with overcrowded classrooms, like deteriorating situations inside schools, um, you know, it's, it's become so far removed from what we have tons of research of what supports humans learning, growing, and thriving. So now, like a teacher it is, is in this situation, and the culture makes you feel like you're not doing enough. Okay, so then, well, okay, then I'll take my work home. Okay, I'll come in on the weekends and I'll write, or I'll, I'll take it to a coffee shop. But, but only basing your success or basing your quote unquote happiness around how much you get done is, is <laughs> crazy, first of all, nuts. Because even if we worked for 24 hours, seven days a week, there would still be more to do. Always. That's it. It's just always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It, it's, it's so unhealthy. And I fell into that and you fell into that. And Absolutely. I fell into that. Everyone around me is doing it. How would I ever know that there was something wrong with what I was doing? Everyone does it. I had in one of the middle schools I worked at, um, my uh, the other sixth grade teacher was often there until 7 p.m. Grading, calling home, setting up the lab for the next day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? Right. And so that's that's time that you're spending away from your life, regardless of whether you have a family or have kids. That's just time away from nourishing yourself. Yeah. And we're told that that's what's expected or that's what's normal, but uh, we're not getting paid for that time. We're not getting paid for that time. So our our whole profession is really predicated on free labor, yeah. right? And, and, and people are saying, oh, but we have to get it done. Or if I don't do this, it won't get done. So I've, I've sort of uh, co-opted this villain era and I've started calling things, you know, the teacher villain era. Uh, on TikTok, and you know, I don't really know how much traction it's getting, but I love the I love the metaphor of it. So, you know, kind of like Jafar or Ursula, you know, thinking of the villains in, in Disney 
uh, or Cruella de Vil. So it's kind of like, all right, darling, well, then it's not going to get done. That's it. What will you do about it? <laughs> like, oh, kids need, first of all, because we're, we're some of the first instances of professionals that they'll see. And they're with us every day, every day. It is far better for a child to see a teacher come into work rested than come into work with all of their papers graded. <laughs> right. That's it. The, the child will feel much happier in that classroom if the teacher is happy. Right. The teacher can be present then as opposed to like trying to stay awake and chugging yes. coffee or those energy drinks or whatever they do to just not collapse. Right. And then if one little thing goes wrong, then the teacher explodes, right? Because you're so tired and frustrated. Like I was told that I had to get these papers graded, but I wasn't paid extra for it. And the kids are still like, it's a full moon and the kids are crazy. And so it's just like, because you work with humans, human things are going to happen. So you artificially deciding I need to get this done or I need to have the perfect slides with the perfect transitions. Ask me how I know, uh, you know, does not mean that your class is going to go well. In fact, the kids would probably rather the most simple directions, right? You know, it's like I envision a world where teachers can spend 15 minutes preparing for the next day and then that's it because it's far better, like you said, to have presence be present with your kids right and that's what kids want too they just they want <laughs> they, they want adults who are paying attention to them right my my dream is that and and we get rid of these state tests because they're ah, why are we doing these poor children and teach what they want to learn that was my favorite thing about teaching at a at a private preschool is that they were into construction trucks all right Let's learn about construction trucks. And you know right. what? Your kids are going to learn all the things that they have to learn for the next year. Yeah. They're learning about the thing that they love the most. That's it. Mm -hmm. 15 minutes of, of prepping. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. That's all you need. Because the kids because kids are so smart, too. They're going to take it and run with it. You actually don't need to prepare that much. The more that we over plan, actually, the more the kids rebel against it. And it's not to say you shouldn't have procedures. It's not to say that you shouldn't have rules for safety, all of those things. But like, but yeah, I felt every day I was planning for at least an hour, especially if it was a new grade level, right? And so, I mean, that, that's challenging. Anytime you're starting at a new school or a new grade level, there are things that you, that you kind of do have to do. But I'm just saying we can do so much less of it. Yeah. You actually, like, it, yeah, anyway, so. But but yeah, the more I would overplan and plan every minute and and differentiate, I felt like I was walking around the classroom like this, like make sure that you're on task. And so it's like, but 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 that's what we think we're supposed to do, right? But it actually creates so much more anxiety for the teacher, and then the kids are in this environment where the the teacher's walking around like this or, and yelling at kids or whatever and if you ask me how i know i wasn't a perfect teacher no one is by any means but toward the end it was like i feel horrible <laughs> right and and i just i it's almost like i just want to hang out with these kids 
Right. Because they're humans, and I've known that forever. Like, they're just, they, like, they, they want mentors, they want teachers who treat them like people. Yeah. But if, but if you're, if you're so focused, and I know that you were hired to do a job, to, like, teach English or whatever, and for me it was science. My focus and my goal was to, to get them more steeped in skills or, or, you know, to, to increase their, their knowledge and their awareness of different disciplines. But ultimately it was about having an environment where they could ask questions, where they could practice things, where they could relate to each other in community. And so I dream of being able to reconfigure what is, what values are we leading from? So this is, this is kind of the core of what Radiant Teacher School. So I mean, against that whole backdrop, right? And you saying that tons of teachers are leading the profession. So, it, you know, um, and in credential programs too, when we learn about our pedagogy or whatever, it, it it's all about all children deserve to learn. And then this is, this is how you sequence curriculum. But then you get into a real classroom with real people and it only helps you oh so much. So Radiant Teacher School is a way to gather teachers who are ready to do something differently. Because if, if everything that we were doing worked, then it would have worked by now. Right. Right. And for the most part, our people are really unhappy. Teachers are really, really unhappy because we're made to believe that it's only our responsibility. And we have to completely erase our needs as humans in order to serve these kids who really need our help. But, but again, that's like trying to hold on so tight when really what we need is to breathe and to not make it so serious. <laughs> we and be having fun. Yeah. And just treat, I, I, it's not even about fun for me. It's almost like I just want us to treat each other like humans. Like that would solve so many problems. Because <laughs> we are, again, artificially creating problems. They weren't in their seat. You can't eat in class. Like, come on, we're hungry. Or I need to go to the bathroom. What do you mean I can't go take care of my needs? That was my favorite part of the pandemic. Like, you're like, I'd, I'd say, okay, kids, make sure you have your snack. Go go to the bathroom whenever you need to. Yeah. Right? I told the parents, I was like, look, they're in their home. If they also yeah. don't want to sit and they want to move around, I don't mm-hmm. care. If they want to eat a snack, if they just need to leave to go pee or take a deep breath, they don't need yep. to tell me. Just yep. do what you have to do. We're not learning rocket science here. Like, yeah. Take care of yourself. Yes. Like that. That's it. And yeah. imagine just transferring that into the classroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, yeah, I envision Radiant Teacher School as the space where teachers can come to be human. We are expected again and again to to just be positive and be and be be joyful and and always respond to students positively but like things are going on in our own lives too right and um 
And plus, there are real challenges that are happening in the classroom. And I think it's also important that like students see adults working through frustration and working through like in healthy ways, right? So, and like have space to like tell the truth. Because whenever we go to professional developments, our principles are right there. And if we don't really trust our principal, we don't trust, or we don't trust the person that's in charge, like someone that's just dropped in and they're coming three times a year and they want us to like tell, tell, tell us how it's really going. Oh, it's fine. Like we can't be honest, you know? Yeah. So radiant teacher school, um, on, on the one hand, it's, it's about just giving space for teachers to rest. So this is different from professional development, right? In professional development, it's always working toward making sure your classroom is better. But like the name implies, like, I want teachers to feel radiant. Like that, like they are the sunshine, right? And that implies that we're not rushed. We're not bothered kind of by the little things that happen. We, we have spaciousness in our in the arc of of whatever the lesson is but also just in our bodies which implies a lot of breath <laughs> and we're not you know we're in part of that spaciousness is like we're not on a schedule and you can't force learning and you can't force the perfect worksheet so so radiant teacher school is somewhere in between therapy and a support circle and a picnic <laughs> The, the image that I keep on, on coming to um, is thinking about setting, setting out a picnic blanket with the most beautiful food. It just makes your mouth water and the blanket is soft and it's the perfect temperature outside. But, you, but it's right underneath the tree, a really strong oak tree that gives the perfect amount of shade. And then you, as a teacher, coming to this picnic gets to sit on that blanket. And nothing else matters for that time that you're on that blanket. We're just sitting and resting and nourishing ourselves. Maybe we need to lean against the tree and take a moment for those body scans. Like, where am I holding tightness in my body? Maybe we don't need to speak to each other. Or maybe we're having this really wonderful conversation and you feel so good and you feel that nourishment and that rest and you feel rejuvenated, but you also know I'm going to have to get up from this picnic blanket and I'm going to have to go about and do my day. But when I get up, I'm going to feel ready. Yeah. Which is, it's so important. And it's also such a great life lesson, not just for when you're mm -hmm. teaching, but just in general, because you can take that with you wherever you go or whatever situation you're in. Yes. And we all we all need that, right? Like yeah. right now, teachers are struggling, not the most, but the fact that, as you said, we're supposed to be teaching the next generation of people that are supposed to run this world and right. have these jobs. And if we can't be there to actually guide these children properly, mm -hmm. we're just setting up the world for failure too to add into the problem. And it's. It's and maintaining the status quo, right? And so then what, what kids, what kids will see is work is hard, work is stressful. Nobody likes their job. Right. 
So, like, if that's the world we want to build, great. Continue, please. Get rid of this radiant teacher school. It's, it's silly then. Right. Radiant teacher school is not for everybody. Let's be clear. <laughs> radiant teacher school. <laughs> if, if you feel like things are going fine, my lessons are fine, I'm fine, great. You're doing great. This this is a space, and to, and and for me, you know, I, I I wrestled with this imposter syndrome. I was like, well, I like I don't have a master's degree. I don't, you know, I don't know everything. But what I do know is treating humans with respect. You know, almost fourteen years of Buddhist practice. Like I, I'm very much steeped in like the philosophy of humanity, as well as how I conduct myself with students and, you know, with the Joyful Learning Laboratory, like there is evidence that there is a different way to learn. There is evidence that there is a different way to be in this world. And so it's an invitation to how will that look for you? Because I'm not saying everyone should quit their job. I actually don't think that that's <laughs> sustainable because for the most part, we want to stay. We want to stay in the classroom. but when the leadership is is giving us 17 urgent items that we have to keep in our brains at the same time that there are 30 or more humans with also urgent needs it makes you feel so crazy and tired and like i didn't do anything right so those that want to join radiant teacher school will get a mentor who is totally dedicated to them, to you, and listening to you about what do you need. I'm not going to tell you to do it the way that I did it, but I will validate you and say, that makes a lot of sense the way you're feeling right now. It makes so much sense that you feel this way. And I bet, you know, and because, because it's a sort of a mastermind style. So I have space for 10 teachers in Radiant Teacher School. And some of my favorite educators have already taken up some of the seats. And, you know, it's just, it really does feel like, oh my gosh, we're creating this incredible picnic together and like only the coolest people are invited. And it doesn't mean that I need to know you firsthand in order for you to join. Like this is open across the country because we meet on Zoom. But, you know, this idea is that when one person is talking, even though you're listening and I'm coaching, like you, for example, the other nine people on the call can probably identify with the thing that you're talking about, right? Whether it's something in the classroom or like trying to set a boundary and, and being able to go, you know, one of one of the teachers that joined um, uh, in one of my pieces of, of marketing and copy, you know, I was saying, let's let's get off the hamster wheel of constant action. And she said, I need to get off the hamster wheel, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that's everything I want. I just want because they're they're a dancer, and they were saying that as soon as school started this year, they felt like they had no time to go dance, and even the times that they did want to go dance, they couldn't fully enjoy it because their brain is still on the hamster wheel, right? So, so for them, it's like I want, I I I want to enjoy my hobby. For another one of my teachers who loves their job, by the way. So you don't, you also don't have to be miserable to join this incredible program. You do not need to be on the verge of burnout to receive help. You can be a veteran teacher. And actually, in fact, most of the teachers that have joined are veterans. I think the, and, and, and I would love to welcome in teachers that have had 
fewer years of experience too, because the sooner you get the kind of support in which you feel seen, heard, and valued for just who you are and to be celebrated for all of the things that you're already doing well. I think that's the thing that's in common with, you know, all of the teachers that have joined is that they don't receive praise. And also in this culture of teaching, we can praise our colleagues, but we're not allowed to praise ourselves ever. That, that would be absurd. It would be absurd. <laughs> Any Anything that goes well in your classroom is because the students worked really hard. <laughs> There's some other factor that I'm going to say was the reason that something worked, as opposed to saying that somehow I was able to do something that was amazing and worked perfectly. Yeah. Or you become, yeah, exactly. It's almost like we have to become overly academic yeah. about why it worked, but actually it's um because I was there. Well, <laughs> I redirected that situation. <laughs> I found the words to say. And so all of these teachers that have joined so far need help recognizing their genius. And, and they're excited to be in this space with me because I love finding what your strengths are. And I love telling you. <laughs> and I am not shy about how happy I am that you're the person in the classroom with these kids in this subject at this moment. So, you know, even this teacher, this other teacher that joined, who loves their job, loves their classes, their kids are great. They're just not accustomed to, to receiving praise. And as I've practiced with them a little bit, you know, prior to, to this program starting, they, they they sit up a little bit straighter and they go, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> they, they, they can recognize it once you point it out and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's hard because in the school, let's say you get praised once by the administration once yeah. the rest of the time is all the things that you need to be fixing or doing. So let's say you get praised once and you get five other things that you got to do. Well, that one little praise has gone downhill and you've been engulfed. Yeah. It's a little pebble in the, and the river of things to fix just completely yeah. submerge it. And actually there's science that says you need five positive comments for one negative comment oh, well then it's really just far it's gone just so backwards right yeah because that one negative comment can can do away with all of the other things so if you've got five negative comments and one positive comment and then that stuff i mean no wonder we feel horrible right. right i remember one meeting i had like i'm sure there were a few positive things that were said but the one mm. negative that i that literally has stayed with me to this day was you need to smile more. <gasps> and I was like, I, I need to smile more. Well, how do you think I can smile more? Like, what do you think needs to be done in this school for me to smile more? You need to smile more. Thanks, misogyny. Okay, let me... Let me write that down. I'll just take a note of it. Yeah, let me let me put something in my face to like make my smile just appear all the time. I was like Right, yeah. And so again, that's like completely erasing the humanity of like, do I need to smile for being tired? Maybe I'm sick. 
have you asked me what's going on? Right, right. Oh, no, but it's me. Okay. Right. Did you listen sure. to the weekly meetings where I'm saying, like, this is happening that I that needs to be fixed or worked on? Like, it's a little hard to smile when, as you're saying, exactly, we leave teaching, right? We go home at the end of the day, and there's just still so many more things. Like, while I was teaching, I barely took my dog out. I know. I was like, you know what? I, I literally can't. I literally need to just sit in the dark and like not do anything and maybe cry, maybe finish yes. my lesson plan. Yeah. That was it. I just yeah. didn't do anything. Right. Right. And so, so then another piece of Radiant Teacher School is to support teachers to just be at that stage, right? Because we're all at very different stages. And some teachers can't even do that, right? Because they might have families. And so now I need to cook and now I need to do laundry. And so it's just like, by the weekend, we're so overstimulated, but now I have to take the kids to karate and I, you know, so, so it's almost like, hold on, what do you need? Do you need to sit in the dark with, you know, with no noise for 30 minutes? Let's get you to that stage because I, I think there's so much disconnect from what our, the wisdom of our bodies telling us that we need more breaks. Yeah. Yeah. We need more nourishment. We need more slowness. Right. And so there's a, there's a piece of we need to, um, uh, uh, normalize that that at different seasons, our bodies need different things. At different levels of burnout, too, we're going to need different kinds of nourishment. Um, but it's so interesting, you know, there, there are some wonderful creators that I follow that are talking about all of these things. And w- what I've seen for the most part is, is saying, well, you need a hobby. <laughs> but I think some teachers are so burned out that actually, like, I, I, I'm a singer. I love singing and I've done choir pretty much my entire life. As soon as it started to not be fun and it started to be work for me, I said, I can't even do this. This used to be the thing that brought me so much joy. And now it's becoming a burden and so, so actually just saying get a hobby is not necessarily the thing for everybody. Instead, I want us to practice listening to ourselves, like that kind of self-care. And I don't mean bubble baths or like face masks or, or like going to the spa, you know, that like, yes, those are good things. But, but on a more fundamental level of self-care, it's what does myself need? Right. Right. Because maybe it is a hobby. Maybe that is something that you need. Maybe it is the bubble bath, but maybe it's just as, you, as I said, like sitting in a dark room. Yes. Okay. Well, how do I manage to, to fit that into my schedule and not stress about fitting it into my schedule right. and, not, and not stress about everything else? Which probably means you have to take things off your schedule. This honestly was the best version of self-care for myself is saying no to things before they get on my, or once they're on my calendar, then saying, I actually need to cancel because I will not be fun if I come to this thing. (laughs) Like you will not enjoy my presence if I come with you. I'm actually not feeling great. Instead of railroading over my needs so that I don't upset other people, right? I mean, there's so many layers of what teachers are experiencing right now. 
So there, so you could be at the level of, I'm doing really well in my, because I'm like a finally a veteran teacher, but I need help setting boundaries so that I'm not here until seven every day, or even when I go home, right? Um, or, you know, I've got my classroom set up, but I go home and I can't even do my laundry. Right. Right. Or it could be uh, for a newer teacher, like I, I, I feel like I'm doing this all wrong. And then me asking questions about, well, how would you like it to go? Or, or, you know, just even learning what the baseline is. What, what are you doing right now? And praising the heck out of that young teacher for figuring these things out. Like they're doing such a good job. Like, honestly, we just need to hear you're doing it perfectly. Like it's not perfect, but it's happening in the right way. You, you have figured out so many things and you need to be acknowledged and revered for all of the problems that you have solved, all the challenges you have already overcome. And so if we can sit with that, actually I'm doing really well (laughs) and have someone who's been in the classroom and in many different levels of education for, you know, over a decade, I'm not just saying it to be nice to you. I'm saying it because I recognize it in you and I know what good teaching looks like. I think it's important actually to be in a program where your mentor or your coach or the leader, I don't know, I wouldn't really call myself a leader because it's co-constructed in a lot of ways. Um, and my, my job is to really help you get curious by me being curious about you. I'm not trying to fashion you after me because I have a very like distinct, you know, rising sign or whatever it is. I'm learning more about astrology. It's very interesting. <laughs> I don't know how much I believe in it, but I love it when people tell me about me. I mean, that's part of it too. Like, tell me about me. Tell me what's in my birth chart. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> so people love to be told about themselves too, right? So if you aren't practiced at seeing how great you are, I'll tell you how great you are. Right. And that is something that makes you feel so much better, right? So that you can go to work now reckon, oh my God, I just did that thing. Caitlin told me, Caitlin told me I'm really good at this. And then you feel so, like it, and then you start to literally radiate, right? And your students are with you. So it's not professional development. But it's investing in like rewiring your brain, which is so much more valuable than development. Yeah, it's personal development, right? And this is why we kind of see a lot of talk about self-care, talk about boundaries and talk about coaching now too. Yeah. You don't need to be, yeah, you don't need to be in crisis, in order to receive help. But if you are feeling like you're in crisis, then I, then I want to work with you. Right. Because you matter so much. And whether your decision is to stay in the classroom or whether the decision is to leave the profession, I can help you navigate that conversation with yourself. Right. And along the way, I'm going to love the heck out of you. Which is, which is what we need. It's really interesting, too, because, it, you know, my primary platform for marketing uh, has been Facebook. And yet, you know, I have a, a much larger following on TikTok, but I was really scared about actually saying, like, I'm doing this <laughs> on TikTok because that almost made it more real. And like Facebook is pretty much all people I know. 
or people I've met in, you know, different phases of my life. I know a lot of teachers on there. And so it makes sense that I can sort of be doing the storytelling tied in with, and if, if you want more of this, and if you want more um, tailored mentorship, that like then you could, but, but it's all written for the most part. I can go live on Facebook. I can do that. I haven't really for for this particular launch, but but it was really interesting to to see that kind of in the beginning of of me talking about radiant teacher school on Facebook. It's it was getting a lot of uh, interaction, and then it starts to taper off, and I'm I'm like, what? My content is really good. Like. Wh- where are the people? And I realized uh, I need to wipe my <laughs> the pool of people who are seeing that this even exists, right? So I I had to do some mindset work and and some soul searching around, you know, do do I do I believe in this offer? Do I believe in this program? And I think when I was doing the science lessons, um you know, for Joyful Learning Laboratory, I I believed in it, but there was a sense of, well, I don't want to bother people if it's not for them, right? And I don't I don't want to be annoying, right? I don't I don't want oh like people are probably sick of me saying it. Oh man, you know. But there was but also, you know, we we talked about before that there was a little bit of a disconnect as well. Like it, I didn't quite identify as the science teacher anymore, the things that really lit me up were talking about boundaries, talking about letting stuff go, right? What is in my control? What isn't? And, oh, okay, if this is really important to you, like, how do, how do we, how do we make what you've done already? Okay. Like, I love talking about that with, with adults, you know? And so, so really what I, what I recognized was, yeah, I really believe in this offer. And so I can, believe in it in written content and I'm ready to talk about it like talk about it there's so many ways that we can go with it like I really I'm really proud of this um and and I know that it works because I've had these conversations with people at different points in their career and I've been able to support people who are in their first year of teaching as well as people who are in their their third their fifth their tenth year of teaching and so it's it's kind of like it's not a one size fits all, but everybody will get something when they join this. And so it's been a real journey to to try to fit that idea into one minute. You know, we can go up to three minutes now on TikTok. Our attention span is this much. I know it's so true. So it's it's like how how do I get my message across in a concise way and I love a platform like this because we can we can swirl around ideas we can go off on tangents and it all it all kind of leads back to it um but yeah my I it's been it's been (laughs) it's been fascinating to hold my own self through telling people this is what I do now and and I would love to serve you, right? I would I would love to work with you because this is not um, a curriculum, you know what I mean? This is, this is not like a professional development in which I'm gonna see how well you've mastered someone else's content. Right. I'm not trying to make your classroom look like my. Please don't make your classroom look like mine. Like um, I. 
as a type B teacher, <laughs> stuff not organization was not, not my strong suit, especially in the physical space, you know. But what what I'm a genius at is relationships. And and you know, I'm I'm sure you feel it. Tell it's like tell me I'm wrong, but like even through the screen, you know, kind of like I I know how to connect with people immediately, no matter what the medium is. Yeah. And it's really hard to admit that because as teachers, I and I, and I think we did talk about this last time too, right? As teachers, we're not allowed to celebrate ourselves. No. It's not about what we're good at. So, so there was a little piece of me like, I'm scared to admit to you that I'm really good at this. <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't want people to think I'm bragging except I think you need to hear me bragging because I think you probably want to hang out with me (laughs) it's right it's such a psychological like thing where even for me with the podcast like posting videos saying like this is why you should listen I'm good at this and like I'm good at connecting yes I was like ew people are gonna think I'm disgusting because I'm promoting my own thing and saying I'm good at something and then the TikTok like, that you did recently where you, you were like, what's your podcast about? And you were like, you know, overcoming challenges. And mm-hmm. like, you th- that was brilliant, Andy. I I should I should make morning. more comments on it. It what? In the morning, I was like, you should do this. And I was like, you also should go to bed. And instead I did it. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's like, it's so as true. you're saying, like, coming out of your shell, Facebook is kind of, in my opinion, like a safer place because it is, you have yeah. so many people that you're already connected to where TikTok it's going to people you've never met communicate with yes. seen and you're praying people look at it and you're watching those numbers and you're also praying people don't look at it <laughs> I'm like why are people watching I don't want people to watch. it's such a mind game and it's like so obviously you want more people because you yeah. want to people to see what you can offer but then you also are like, oh my gosh, it's my face. Let me hide myself. But it's true. It's like even TikTok Live or Instagram Live, I've never done either one because it scares the bejesus out of me. But I'm like, that's what people love. Like I watch TikTok Lives of people that I love supporting and they're not doing anything. They're Sometimes they're folding laundry and I'm still watching them. <laughs> like, that's all yeah. we want. Yeah. We just want to, like, we want to see ourselves in that person. Um, you know, my my feeling is that it, <laughs> it's almost like the more you you are, the more people are like, ah, this a person a person like me, a normal person. Wow, you know. <laughs> but it's true, like, it's and yet here we are, like, relatable. And even last week with TikTok, I was like, you know what? Get rid of the stress, right? Because mm. you're trying so hard to do certain things. Just make it fun. What is your podcast yeah. about? That's a, such an easy idea. You know what it is because mm-hmm. it's yours. And it's like even you just talking to the camera. People want that. People yeah, don't want do. the glamour. They don't, especially on TikTok. Like it's it's just being real, being yeah. funny, being serious. Like it's a whole mix of things. It's a great way to promote who you are because that's yes. that's what people want and they yes. want to offer. And yeah, and it's also it's also you know being being yourself 
<laughs> it's almost like all through my my teens and 20s and you know early 30s it's like Ugh, I can't show people who I am now nah, I, ha- I have to I have to have it all together right but actually <laughs> we were so hungry for for just feeling normal with our crazy brains and so so that I think that's a big piece of you know um, how I'm also trying to market and how I'm trying to tell people about this program. It's like, I'm not going to try to make you into a teacher that isn't you. Right. I don't, I don't even necessarily need us to talk about your classroom, right? Like this, this is not about you proving that you're a teacher that has it all together. Chances are, if you're going to join this program, you feel like the only one who doesn't have it all together. And my job is to remind you that you're doing it as best you can as the human that you are right now. And that is not something that we're seeing in schools. It's rare if you have an administrator that that will treat you that way. And I get it, you know, the, the purpose in our society of schools is to prepare kids for college or prepare kids for the real world or but like let's be honest it's to like have a place for kids while their parents go to work there's there's so many things that we could say about the school system itself maybe another podcast (laughs) and like thinking about what it could look like in the future I'd love that um but but really you know there is so much expectation on teachers so, so much and and what I'm hearing now, you know, the 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 uh, one of one of the through lines uh, that teachers are saying is that the the behaviors of kids are so uh, intense, out of pocket, wild, right? I, I can't control my classes, and so teachers somehow are supposed to be benevolent all the time and like and and happy and show show kids what like a balanced person looks like it's like literally we're trying to absorb a ton of abuse and they I don't think the kids mean to do that at all culture of educators is we have to be there for the kids the kids are going through so much and so we're we're trying to be empathetic all the time while we might be the kids might be tearing things down in the classroom or, or, you know, hurting other kids, you know, like not painful, but, but just like messing with other kids, right? Because, you know, worldwide pandemic <laughs> and we are, we are just not, we were not prepared for the level of chaos really. However, we're told, well, you, you got to be there for the kids and you got to do it. So we just take it. But then at the same time, we are we are not supported or we we are not allowed to express how challenging it is. And you look around at your colleagues and maybe no one's saying it because we're supposed to have the answers. We're supposed to have it all together. But no one knows. Like. What, what, you know, but, but to pretend like it's not happening, which is kind of the, what I noticed being here in the Bay area and, and I worked in elementary schools, middle schools and high schools. It's like, if we, if we're not like, the only thing that we can talk about is data and what we can do next. And, and because talking about emotions are, is messy, it's like, we don't have the time to talk about that. 
We also don't have the training to talk about that. But the reality is it's happening. It's happening to hundreds of thousands of teachers, right? And therefore, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, what, what helped me in those situations or, or what, or also what didn't I like? And can I be the antidote to that? Like, it's it's really thinking like, like, how do, how do I create some sort of antidote? Now I can't, I can't increase salaries. (laughs) I can't make class sizes smaller. I can't change the way your admin behaves towards you. Right. Or how, or how the kids behave towards you. But what I can do is like treat you like a human, validate every single emotion that comes up because it is a spectrum and a rainbow and, and right. And we're only allowed at work to live right here. I think that's okay. I, I really do. I really think that it is all right if if we can, as professionals, recognize that there there's a specific role at work. You know what I mean? That that okay, this this is what's expected of me at work, but there needs to be space where then I can go outside of that narrow expectation. And so on the one, for for one thing, Radiant Teacher School is a space for that, where you can be angry, you can be pissed as hell at what happened to you today. And that's okay, right? It needs to be okay. Because because it it happened. Yeah. (laughs) There will be, yeah. Yeah. And it's, um it's helpful to do that in a space with other people that know exactly what you're talking about. So you actually have to do very little explaining because everyone else is an educator in this space. It's not like you have to almost re-traumatize yourself just explaining what happened. And it's like, Oh no, we've all been right. And so, so I think that that's incredibly validating and what a relief to be around other educators who aren't going to judge you for having a shitty day for not being able to get through the lesson that you meticulously planned it's like ah yeah no yeah that was me last week or (laughs) whatever it is and then uh, you know me as the coach or the mentor like I I'm of course listening for the specific things that happened but another piece of my genius is I'm really, really good at connecting the dots and asking really good probing questions, not just about like what the students did or whatever, but but to, to reconnect you back with yourself and and either clarify the the sort of storm of emotions that might be happening inside of you and whether or not you want to take an action step. And so another piece of what Radiant Teacher School is, is, is like teaching you to trust yourself or even teaching you to listen to the signals that your body is giving you. Um, Because it may be that that was such a hard day, or maybe you had two hard days in a row, right? And you think, well, I should go do laundry right now. Okay. Yeah, like that's that's an option. What would you like to do? <laughs> or what do you have capacity to do right now? Right? Like even just kind of get getting the space to think about 
it from that perspective, as opposed to, I only have the weekend to do all of these tasks. But, but if you, if you had a ton of adversity squeezed into a couple of days, well, your body actually needs balance too. We, we literally cannot keep going. And having someone validate that you don't need to do all the things right now. Like you don't need to do the laundry right now. It can wait. If you prefer to just take time to decompress, that's okay. Like having that safe space to say all that and hear someone tell you that's not a priority right now. What, what do you need for your body? Right. So, so important. And most teachers don't ever think about themselves that way. I mean, I didn't, Why should I didn't until it, I didn't until it was too late. Until right? And it was like, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely until once, once I was burnt out and it was too late, then I could start thinking about, okay, well, what do I need? But I still felt an intense amount of guilt if I was so tired and tired for days and I'm going, well, I'm not even, I'm not even working. You know, I, I, I quit mid-year because I couldn't, it was too much. And, and then I feel horrible. I'm like, well, I should be there right now. Or like, or I'm not teaching. So I should have the energy to do this. So Radiant Teacher School, and, you know, because it's me, you know, I've, I've been through those stages of burnout. And ideally, I'd love for teachers to join before they get to that point where, where you are so fried that you, you can't even function. Now, if you are there, that's okay too. And it would be weird if you didn't feel that way. <laughs> like as a, as a human absorbing and like a sponge soaking up, you know, verbal abuse, um, cultural abuse, professional gaslighting, like it would be weird if you weren't burnt out of <laughs> those things, like if you don't have support, no wonder you're at this stage. Right. Yeah. And so it, it, to me, it, it's, a, it's about bringing it back to your human. And I'm, I'm here to, to let you know, I'm proud of you. Let's find things that we can celebrate, which is different from toxic positivity, right? I'm not, I'm not in the game of being like, everything's hunky-dory. No, I'm a realist. Like, this is hard. This is, in fact, unsustainable, hella shitty. <laughs> and, and you are where you are in, in sort of the, the whatever stage of burnout or whatever stage of thinking about potentially leaving the classroom. I don't necessarily think that everybody should leave the classroom either. Um, my goal is to have teachers who are well-resourced, um, nourished, grounded, know how to, how to pay attention to the signals that their bodies are sending them so that they can interrupt cycles of burnout so they can stay in the classroom. Because chances are you love this work. You love working with children, you love teaching, and it's everything around you that is preventing you from teaching the way that you'd really like to. So Radiant Teacher School is about giving you your agency back. And yeah, and, and just tons of love and validation. 
but you're also going to learn some things and those things are going to be really uncomfortable <laughs> because you're going to have to break the cycle of perfectionism and people pleasing. <laughs> These are important things. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and chances are too, you know, especially if you connect with me, probably you have some of my tendencies to definitely overwork yeah. Pretending like my needs don't matter <laughs> because it's in service to the children. Like we're 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 not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. But but the under my underlying assumption um is you love this right. and you show up because you really do care. So reading and teacher school is also about diverting some of that energy back to yourself. And I believe that when you give back to yourself, take the time to do nothing (laughs) or take a sick day before you get sick as a preventative measure. But, but I mean, what a, what a revolutionary concept. I mean, it's, it's mind blowing and everything that you're talking about that radiant teacher school encompasses is so important for people and especially to keep teachers in this profession because obviously we need them and it's not easy and so it's already started can people still enroll yes so so we start we begin on october 23rd so so i'm i'm enrolling people right now and if you're if you're listening to this and and it's already passed i still think that you should reach out to me and you know there might be seats left um, and then, and then there will also be a spring cohort, uh, in probably starting in February. And then, so some, some logistics as well is that this is a 12 month program. Right. So this is not just like a one day workshop because I really do like th- this, this is because I care about teacher longevity. Yeah. Yeah. And right? I mean, in order to see the changes and. Yes and have someone there with you the whole school year would be silly to have it so short because the school year is a week long. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot once we start on the twenty yeah. third. But yeah, I want I want educators to come. And so the other piece of this is that right, I, I mentioned it or alluded to it is that we're doing this in community as well. So it, the the style is mastermind, which means that you may you're not speaking the entire time, but you're present. And chances are, so chances are that what one person is talking about, you're going to relate to that. And so when I'm coaching or giving ideas or offers about where to go next, you'll be able to think like, oh, I didn't even think about it that way. I'm going to try that next time. Or, hmm, that might work for that person, but I can already tell that doesn't resonate with me. But but so you're going to get a ton of coaching, even when it's not your direct question. Um, but every month you're going to get time to just basically talk, right. And just explain where your brain is, where your body is. You might talk about stuff that's happening at work. You might be talking about stuff that's happening at home. Um, you know, because it's all, it's your life. It all blends together. So, so I also don't want people to think like, I only have to talk about my curriculum. No, whatever, (laughs) whatever's most present on your mind, we will address it. Um, But you're going to leave these calls, even if you didn't talk, you're going to leave them feeling so empowered. You're going to, you're going to walk away feeling so 
validated and seen because of my desire to connect with you and because I'm really good at it. Like, I mean, come on, this is this basically, I don't know if I had like a tagline or something like that. It's like, let me take care of you. Join Radiant Teacher School. So maybe for the first time, someone else is taking care of you because you are working so hard to take care of your students. You deserve to have exquisite care of yourself. And ultimately, that is what Radiant Teacher School is, is space for you to be, to exist, to to show, you know, the rainbow of emotions. And it's all welcome. We're not going to try to fix you. We're not going to tell you you should do this, that, or the other thing. I'm going to hold you (laughs) and love on you so hard for the courage that it takes to express yourself in a world that wants you to just have all the answers. <laughs> so I'm I you can treat me as your nourishment. And you get that for a whole year. You're going to feel really different at the end of each call and then at the end of this program. You know, it's it's going to feel so good. So I'm I'm looking for teachers who are ready to be taken care of. <laughs> and are ready to invest in themselves in that way. It's it's better than anything that you could buy, right? Because it's the work of changing your brain for the for for your longevity. And I promise that those that do this, even though it's not technically a professional development in the in the in the education sense of the word, you are developing yourself. And your students are going to feel the difference. It is going to change you by the radical act of saying, it's my turn to be taken care of. I'm just going to cut all that and send it to you to put on your website and everything, because that was perfect. I mean, it, it's, it's so smart. It's great. I'm so excited to hear more about it. We'll have to do another episode in- follow up <laughs> maybe in the spring yeah because then I'll then I'll be able to talk about some of the the ways that the teachers are shifting yeah and even if those teachers you know if we wanted to do like a whole group thing and like have people share and send that to other teachers to really so get cool. the point across because people might need to also um hear like what's yeah. going on to understand yes how impactful this is. Oh. I'm definitely going to put everything in the show notes so that people go to all the things. Thank you. Great. I'm so excited to hear how it Thanks, goes. Andy. Let me know how, how the first meeting goes. And Definitely. So oh, yeah, that little... Hey, so Andy. Yeah. You are good at this. You're really good at this. Thank you. Thank you. It is really... It, it's so easy to talk to you. It feels really good to you know, and to see like the range of people that you're inviting onto your show, it, 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 yeah, this, this feels like a breath of fresh air highlighting the really awesome things that people have done, like because of the pandemic or because of 
their their lives you know like this is this is so fabulous i'm really grateful to be included as one of your guests and yeah thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you twice yeah and <laughs> maybe record three or four more times who knows hey, i'd love to be a recurring guest it's so great <laughs> yes beautiful awesome. well enjoy the rest of your time with your family today awesome all right well enjoy your day thank, thank you, you so much. And, uh, and i'll i'll see you around